0: Shalom everybody, Rabbi Edelstein here, that's Rabbi E for short, with a very special and unusual uh, episode of Rabbi E in 3, live, or more precisely, very alive, from and in Jerusalem. That's where I'm recording this right now, and um, it, it, okay, I'm, I'm traveling, so I don't have uh, the fancy, or almost fancy, microphone. Um that I usually use, and I'm not in studio conditions. I'm actually on the patio of a beautiful hotel. By the way, any products or places I mentioned in this hotel in this hotel, in this video I, I'm not getting any commission, I'm not getting any payment for it but a beautiful hotel um, in Jerusalem, outside on the patio you'll hear the wind, because indeed one of the amazing things about Jerusalem is the wind the breeze, beautiful even when it's really hot in the day, at night it's incredible, so you'll hear the ambient sounds, possibly of the wind don't be put off by that embrace the live and alive feel of this video and you might even hear the Um, the waiters at this wonderful hotel speaking Arabic in the background as they uh, set up for the meal in a couple of hours actually um shabbat is coming it's funny you know anyone who tunes into me occasionally knows that um well i sometimes am last minute so it's last minute for me a little bit before shabbat shabbos in jerusalem but not outside the land hey, you're seven hours early so you have all day to chill you can you actually know some people speed up videos and audios you can slow me down you could like put me on like really slow and like just elongate uh, the wisdom, okay. <laughs> but no, the point of Rabbi Ian Three, whether videos or, po- or podcast episodes, audio only, is supposed to be a short-ish burst of Jewish wisdom. Truth is, when I get back to the States, God willing, I'm gonna be rethinking and retooling uh, certain aspects I hope of the podcast, try to uh, refine it and define it, perhaps a little uh, more sharply. But in any case, the purpose of my coming before you today is really none other than to give you an unpaid for, unsolicited by anybody, um, advertisement to really to come to Israel um, whether you're Jewish or not Jewish whether your political beliefs are far left or far right um, and, and I'm not gonna talk about politics it's important of course it is and they're huge and pressing issues um, and by the way if there's shaking going on that's also part of the ambiance of being out at this beautiful patio um, filming this and recording this Israel is an incredible place there's no place like it that I've ever been Okay, I'm not fully a world traveler, I'm sure Thailand is amazing, I'm sure Singapore is amazing, but for this upper middle-aged Jewish American, Israel changed my life when I came here, and every time I come, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Um, I haven't been here for three years because of COVID. I usually come every year taking students. I work for Met Or, college-based organization. I direct the DC branch. Um, my, my wife has family here. But in any case, I usually come every year, which is one of the amazing perks. There are many perks of the wonderful job I have to try to teach Judaism, Jewish wisdom, Torah to people in DC. But I usually come every year, but COVID kept me out. So If I'm, you know, if I am especially excited, really, the reason I'm even doing this podcast probably is because the intensity of my feeling of the specialness of this place um, has been accentuated. I haven't been here for three years. Um, We could talk, and it's not going to be on this podcast, about the significance of the land of Israel (laughs) uh, for the Jewish people, for the spirituality of every Jewish person, indeed for the whole world. Right, um, Christians and Muslims know that well, and and there's there's a lot of depth and a lot of uh, breadth to that topic, but just the feeling of being in Israel, it's intense beyond words it's exhausting right i've been here for three days if after one day in israel is you know you you need a vacation after every single day in israel right um everything's intense here it's true i don't know the heat is intense in the summer the people are passionate um the food is amazing right you say rabbi you're probably going to talk spirituality well uh, yes yeah, spirituality very intense the food incredible the I was in the marketplace, was called the Shuk Machina Yehuda. Today, unbelievable sight. Again, I know the world has wonderful cities, and you know, and if we have live long enough, explore them all. But if you haven't been to Israel, and you want to feel. Alive and awakened and inspired and challenged and exhausted in a special way that only Israel can do for you. Come to Israel. Again, this is not a, (laughs) I'm not getting paid for this. I don't work for Birthright, which is a wonderful way to go. I work for Moor. We have trips, by the way. Haha, we do. But I didn't come here to advertise Moor. In fact, whether it's Birthright or Moor, come on over. What are you waiting for? Okay, Um, there's a vitality here and a vibrancy and uh, that it, it, okay, that I feel as a Jewish person is unlike any other place on earth. You know, I came here when I was about 25, never having been to Israel, never having, never, never having desired to go to Israel. And it changed my life. I became a rabbi, literally, I was the last person in my friend group at my school, in my town, perhaps in the whole, you know, New England, that, that would ever have thought I would be a, be a rabbi when I was growing up. Um, so you might, now you might get scared, oh no, if I go to Israel, maybe I'll become a rabbi. Well, maybe, whatever you do, whatever whatever you become, an, a trip to Israel is an amazing experience. It's an amazing experience. When I literally, when I got off the plane 35 years ago, I felt, I um, felt, different than I've ever felt before. And so many Jewish people feel that. I'm sure other people too, I'm sure. But I know as I've heard, it's almost a cliche that a Jewish person will will come out of the plane and say like, wow, everyone, most of the people here are Jewish, Uh, um, the majority, whatever. Anyway, in any case, um, it's an amazing place. You know, that idea that there's more vitality and vibrancy. That's not just, you know, my subjective feeling. It says that King David refers to this place as Eretz Chaim, or in the plural sometimes Artzos HaChayim, the land of the living. And there are many understandings of that, including the, the, the world to come, the ultimate destination of, 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 of mankind, being connected to this place especially. But no, the simple meaning also means you feel like you're living here intensely and in an incredible way. Colors, flavors, of oh, the fruits are amazing here. Um, the falafel, I don't even have to tell you about that. The wine, incredible. In any case, so it's the land of the living and you know it's, it's really an amazing place. Um, so I guess I want to just say if you're not Jewish or if you're Jewish and if you've never come and if you're thinking of coming, come to Israel. And again, I'm not this is not a political you know, um, discussion, there are problems with all the political parties in Israel and there are problems with the situation and we know there's an important and um, and, uh, terrible conflict that has not been resolved. And we know that and that's something for its own podcast, but not this Rabbi E in three-ish. Seven minutes, I only want a couple more. Um, I want to say also about um, this land right you know uh, one anecdote about how how it has a power a spiritual power to awaken in someone depths if I may say so, that they never knew existed. I know this from experience, obviously, with me, myself. I'm a product of that, I'm evidence of that. But my father, a love of shalom, a blessed memory, who was not a very emotional person, he was actually, you know what, he had deep emotions, but he didn't communicate them, right? And he was a wonderful father, a wonderful doctor, someone I admired, and, and for many, many, um, you know, reasons and, and things he did for me, I'm grateful to him. But he did not communicate feelings. Okay, almost never right so when he came to visit me with my mom they came the you know um, um, once and we were up on Masada okay and my father said to me Jeffrey that's my English name um Jeffrey I've never felt like this before in my life and I've, I I don't know we have well, yeah, what dad he said something like and this is 35 years ago or so 33 years ago he said we were on top of Masada he said this place is so old and there's so much history here and and like i just i can't believe it it's unbelievable like, I, I almost passed out partly from the heat of masada and you gotta drink gotta drink i'll oh, always tell you i got my water bottle here don't get dehydrated it's dangerous it's a hot sun not humid in jerusalem but very hot okay um and in the desert where masada is but i almost fell over my father was was experiencing a Jewish feeling, a spiritual feeling, deep, deep in, from inside of himself, which I never heard him say before, and really only at the very end of his life, or yeah, on Shabbos sometimes he would come and visit us with my mom, and which Shabbos touched him very much. I was not raised religious, right, or observant. Um, that's for another podcast, another story. But but when my father, you know, <laughs> talked about the uniqueness of the land of Israel and the top of Masada, I was like, well, man, this is uh, this is a very special place, and it is a very special place. And uh, I think, ah, you know what? I'll I'll end with this point, because it does connect to the Torah portion. Actually, there's a discrepancy in the Torah portion. If you live outside the land of Israel, it's Chukas in the Book of Numbers. If you're in the land of Israel, it's Balak. There's a week off because of the holidays. We have extra days outside the land. But in any case, so the out of the land Torah portion of the week is called Chukas in the Book of Bamidbar. It's very famous, why? For, For a number of things, but very famous because Moshe, Moses and Aaron do something Hashem considers a great transgression, it's enigmatic, to say the least, and the commentaries grapple with it. What exactly do? He hit a rock to bring water forth for the thirsty masses of Jews who were complaining and crying out, instead of speaking to the rock as Hashem had commanded him. By the way, 38 years before, he had been told to hit the rock, and the special rock that became the well was in the the merit of Miriam, the great sister of Moses and Aaron, um, that the Jewish people were told benefited from the clear, fresh waters of the well. Ah, that's a good reminder. Hold on. But here, 38 years later, as they're about to enter the land, and as Moshe hopes, of course, yearns for, seeing the land and feeling the vibrancy of this land, of Eretz Yisrael, for what, however it unfolded, and there are dozens of commentaries that talk about it, in a moment of anger, possibly in a moment of confusion, a test, obviously, Hashem set up for him, because Hashem is always testing us. He couldn't find the exact rock, and he ended up hitting the rock not speaking to it. Anyway, that's not the topic of this podcast, but it was because of that that Hashem said, you're not going to be the one to, to bring the Jewish people into the land and it and that's there was a bitter disappointment for him and he prayed to Hashem and he wasn't he was allowed to see the land at the end of his life but not go in but I just want so ah you might say ah here's here's what I see where I wanted to go with this right Um, the land is incredible of Israel and it's central to Jewish identity it's central to the proper command uh, performance of the Commandments but arguably the greatest Jew of all time Moshe never made it to the land he didn't make it to the land so if you never get to the land of Israel if, don't be bitter, don't be sad, you can be a holy and righteous person, Jew or Gentile, never having seen the land of Israel. Moses himself is an example. And there are great rabbis who offer that as a, a deeper reason why no doubt that Hashem in his wisdom didn't allow Moshe to go into the land, even though it's connected in an approximate sense to this hitting the rock, not speaking to it, but God knew that there'd be a long exile and, um, and there'd be Jews who would live and die not in the land, whether in Krakow or New Jersey or wherever. So don't we should never despair if you can't get to the land of Israel. But the point of this Rabbi Ian and, and, and Moshe can inspire us as can Aaron who died in the desert, as can Miriam who died in the desert. So, but if you can go to Israel, come to Israel, I'm only here for a few more days, but every day is like a beautiful eternity. Thank you for listening, thank you for watching, and sorry for the, uh, what am I, I'm not going to apologize for the beautiful Jerusalem wind, I'm not going to apologize for the, uh, the, the live, uh, you know, if I had a studio, if I had a studio out here, well, subscribe to Rabbi Ian 3 and support me, we'll get a, we'll get a, a portable studio, I can, uh, it's not that hard to get, probably, at best buy one of these, uh, like, portable podcasts.